Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. Don't leave home without it. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. I guess you think I don't notice you staring at me from across the room, Isaac? What is it that you want? It's your soup, little bro. Man, it smells so good. Chef, make me a bowl of soup like the kind Jacob has. He can't make you soup like mine. Why not? Because he didn't make it. I made it. Since when do you cook? Hey, step back, Isaac. This is my soup. I'm not giving you any. Mother and father always say you should share and never fight over food, ever. I'm not fighting over food. The kitchen is full of food. The chef will cook you whatever you want. There's plenty to eat. But this is my soup, and I'm going to eat every drop of it. No fair, Jacob. Well, how about we trade something for it? I'm not willing to trade. You have nothing that I want. Oh, sure there is, little bro. There's got to be something I have that you want more than anything in the whole world. And you'd be willing to give up that scrumptious, delicious-smelling soup for. Come on, bro. Trade with me. Okay. Trade me your birthright. My what? Your birthright. I'll give you my soup, and you give me your birthright. Then, I'll be next in line for the throne. Okay, deal. Now give me the soup. Mm, wow, this is the best soup I've ever tasted in my life. Mm, thanks, Jacob. Mm. I can't get over how good the soup is. You gotta teach me how to make this stuff. Kingdom Radio Theatre. Can I just say about that scene that the cube of human flesh and then, you know, Foggy kind of shows up and ruins her moment. She is a Dibney level down. And you really only need one Dibney. They're better than this. You hear that Arrowverse? You hear that Greg Blanty? Better than this. We're not angry, we're just disappointed. Hi, I'm Lex. I'm Jules. We're here to talk to you about The Geekly, a podcast run by two DC fanboys, which would be us, who take on pop culture and the Geekiverse every week. Everything from CW's Arrowverse to the latest MCU offerings are up for discussion. And these aren't your standard reviews. With a combined whopping six degrees between us, we get down into picking apart our favorite media from an academic standpoint and rebuilding them. You can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify every Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter at GeekNerdPod and on Facebook backslash The Geekly. King Silas wasted no time in unleashing the Trishul throughout Italy. The leaders knew once the fog was lifted, it would only be a matter of days before citizens would be tearing down the walls of government buildings in all cities. So, 
they concentrated their military forces to safeguard the capital and all local government sites to protect their leaders. And while Italy prepared for the coming of chaos and turmoil in the streets, American forces went unchallenged to the Swiss border and communicated a stark warning to the Swiss government. If they did not hand over King George and all the British royals they were hiding, America would unleash the treasure. And then they would fully invade Switzerland. News outlets everywhere were reporting that King Asilas was planning an invasion of Switzerland, the only neutral country in the world. Someone from the Swiss government leaked information to the press that the reason America was threatening Switzerland was because they wanted King George and the royals to be handed over to face certain execution at the hands of the American king. In a show of force to instill fear, King Asalis released a statement that the new kingdom of America was preparing to engage Switzerland using military force. If they refused to hand over King George, America was even considering dropping a nuclear bomb on Bern, the Swiss capital. The Swiss were given 24 hours to hand over King George or face sudden annihilation. But just before the final hour, Switzerland's parliamentary president, along with members of the Swiss Federal Council, agreed to extradite King George and all the British royals to America under the condition the English king not be harmed and be given a fair trial for whatever crimes King Asilas accused him of. Asilas informed the Swiss government they were in no position to negotiate and would only stop the countdown to the nuke being launched when King George and the others were handed over. The Swiss government, never being in this type of situation, agreed to hand over King George. Once he was in American custody, American armed forces invaded Switzerland and stormed the capital anyway. Members of the Federal Council said they were betrayed, but Asylas said the deal he made with the Swiss only pertained to a nuclear attack. Eyewitness News, where news comes first. Good evening, America. We have breaking news at this hour. In an unprecedented move, King Asilas has ordered the invasion of Switzerland, a country that has been neutral in all global military conflicts since the neutrality treaty was signed in Paris in 1815. Details on what triggered this extraordinary chain of events seem to be centered on the extradition of England's King George and other members of the British royal family into American custody. It was unclear until a few moments ago that a figurehead monarch is at the center of an intense standoff between America and a neutral country. In a statement released by the office of King Asilas, it is noted, and I quote, It is the belief of America's king that England's King George is a major conspirator in world politics 
and was one of the orchestrators of an assassination plot against King Asalas and the mastermind behind the Russian terrorist plots that included hundreds of suicide attacks throughout the original states of the New Kingdom of America. End quote. Well, there are still many unanswered questions about King George's involvement in terror attacks or assassination plots, and outside of statements coming from the king's office, there has been no release of any evidence of King George's involvement. What the world is focused on right now, though, is America's invasion of Switzerland, which has sparked fervent outcries against America. In a poll just released today, 95% of Americans were in favor of the war with Great Britain and the European Alliance. When those polled were asked for their reasons for supporting the war, 75% answered because they believe in King Asilas's mission of destroying those referred to as the Drax. However, it seems Americans are divided down the middle on America's invasion of Switzerland. We have with us in studio a very special guest who wishes to speak to America and the world about these matters. Prince Jacob, welcome to the program. We are very honored to have the King's son here with us. Please tell us what you think about these actions your father is taking in Switzerland and where all this is going. First, thank you for having me on your show, Tom. I want all the people to know my father, our King, is fighting against the most vicious and nefarious people on the planet. His only interest is to free us from those things, those monsters, who have done nothing but create chaos and havoc throughout the world for centuries. Forgive me, Prince Jacob, but you do understand this notion of an ancient race enslaving mankind is a little fantastical for everyday people to just accept. And just for clarification... When you reference nefarious people, are you referring to actual people? Or are there two groups we need to separate? The people working for the Drax and the Drax themselves? That's correct, Tom. There are two entities we need to look at here. The Drax, which are creatures from unknown origins that have been manipulating mankind throughout history. And then there are the human people that work as their surrogates, which are generally people in high positions of government throughout the whole world. So, are these so-called surrogates the ones King Asilus is after in these invasions, like the one in Switzerland? The war happening right now in England and Europe are meant to overthrow those surrogates. Once our king removes those surrogates who are currently in power, then we can stand united as a human race to fend off the Drax. See, Tom, it hasn't sunk into the common person's mind that the Drax people are vastly more powerful than we are. They're intellectually and technologically more advanced and physically potent at every level against humans. That is why it will take all of us to be united in any fight we have with them. And that is why Switzerland is a key move, because it has long been the hub for those government officials in power to meet each other in a protected state, but also meet with members of the Drax in secret there. So essentially, you are saying Switzerland is where the Drax creatures live? No, no, not at all, but... Don't you find it odd that Switzerland, a country smack in the middle of Europe, would be neutral? Why? And who decided everyone needs to honor their neutrality? Isn't it funny that no other country in the world can say, Hey, we're going to be neutral, so everybody leave us alone. And then, miraculously, everybody leaves you alone. It just doesn't make any sense. Unless you factor in that all countries understand the secret for its neutrality. 
It's where the world's richest banks are, where it's impossible to immigrate to, where its mountains hold the greatest secrets, and the most powerful people in the world without any fear of ever being bothered. Tom, our king, has greatly disrupted their system. And now the time has come to take our world back from the jaws of those monsters. Well, Prince Jacob, you gave us way more than we bargained for. As I mentioned earlier, 75% of Americans believe in King Osiris' mission. Perhaps after listening to you, that number will increase. It needs to, Tom. The human race depends on it. Thank you, Prince Jacob, for speaking with us on this program. We'll all have to let this information sink in. Good luck to you and to King Osiris. I look for peace in the flower. I look for peace in the flower. I look for peace in the flower. I feel peace with everyone in the heart of everyone. I look for peace in the sunshine. I look for peace in the sunshine. In the sunshine, I feel peace with everyone in the heart of isn't the mighty King George and his lovely queen and princesses. I have to say, it is such a shame, really. All these beautiful people in chains and locked up in cages. But then again, you are reptiles. And like all reptiles, you belong in cages when you are around people. Oh, God. Oh, I suppose... I suppose you think you've won. But I assure you, You've truly swatted the killer beehive, you... you imbecile. Now, now, no need to be grumpy and brash around the lovely ladies. But perhaps they should hear the truth coming from you. Tell them, here and now, why they are locked up and waiting for the rope to be put around their pretty little necks, George. (laughs) Tell them how your slithering masters abducted, tortured, raped, murdered, and did the most horrifying things that can be done to a human being for the sake of blood. (laughs) Tell them how you sold out your people for this ghastly position you are in. A true waste of beauty, these daughters of yours. <laughs> don't, don't touch my girls, you wretch. They have, they have nothing to do with any of this. Leave them alone. 
Well, that's not going to happen. You know, George, were you this angry when small children were stolen from their mothers and fathers in the dead of night by your henchmen and taken to the beast to be cut open alive in rituals? Did your guilt get the better of you when you stood by and watched them scream their little pony tails off while your precious queen and family slept in the finest linens in the world, surrounded by shimmering gold and opulence? Did it matter to you that so many families were crushed and destroyed to feed your masters? Did it bother you at all, George? The answer is no. No, it never bothered you, did it? Please. And you have the gall to call me a wretch. You have the audacity to say I'm the brute and idiotic imbecile, right, George? I'm not the monster. You are. And now... The time has come for your sweet, pristine world to come to an end. Guards, take these pathetic excuses for life once to the gallows. Please, Sardis. They had nothing to do with any of this. Take me. Chomp me to pieces. Burn me alive. I don't care. Spare my girls, please. Numbers 14 through 18, George. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Guards, take them now. Wait, Silas, tell me something before you put the rope around my neck. What will become of the other royals? Will you spare any of them? Our bloodline is more widespread than you can ever imagine. Hear what I'm telling you, man. There's more to this story than simply a a group of people doing their master's bidding. And, And how is it any different than you being a surrogate for God, the Creator. How is what we do any worse? George, clearly my God is greater than any of your masters, or I would not be the one with my hand on the lever that will end your life. At least, the way you are about to die is more honorable than all those helpless people you fed to the beast. And as for your other royals back in England, they all hang as you. Silas, no! No! Have, have mercy on us, please. George, you can debate your case with God, our Creator, when you meet Him. And you will meet Him soon enough. Father, tell me, did I do well on TV the other night? 
Well, let's see. A poll came out today that shows nearly 90% of Americans are in favor of my mission in Europe. I'd say you did a fantastic job. There's something I've been meaning to tell you. What is it? Well, there are actually two things. Out with them, boy. First, I want you to know that Isaac gave up his birthright and said that I can take his place as your firstborn son and thus heir to your throne. Isaac gave up his birthright? How and, and why? Well, see, he wanted something of mine and I wouldn't give it to him. He wanted to trade something with me, but the only thing that I want from him is his birthright. So, he agreed. Is that right? And what was it Isaac wanted so bad from you that he would give up his birthright for it? A bowl of soup. <laughs> Seriously? Dad, what is this maniac Jacob telling you? Is it about the birthright thing? Jacob, you know that's absurd. Whoa, slow down, Isaac. First of all, you barge in here and interrupted our conversation. Have you no respect for protocol when entering your king's domain? My, my apologies, Father. But you understand what he did was simply juvenile and not binding. It just isn't right. Wait a minute. I decide whether or not it's a binding agreement, not you. Did you ask for his bowl of soup? Well, I mean, yeah, I did, but... And did you barter your birthright for it? Yeah, again, yes, I did, but... But nothing, Isaac. You made a deal with your brother. You exchanged something extremely important for a bowl of soup. You both agreed to the terms, and you accepted the soup. I assume you ate it? He even licked the bowl, Father. Shut up, Jacob! You'll get away with this. I'm sorry, son. But you made an absolutely foolish mistake. You bartered away your birthright, and as of today, and every day henceforth, I declare Jacob my rightful heir, and declare him my firstborn son. But father, this isn't right. What isn't right is having a son that thinks his birthright to be so meaningless and worthless that he would trade it for a bowl of soup. I want you out of my sight, Isaac. You are my son and I love you very much, but you are a great disappointment. Now go! Uh, Out! uh, Jacob, what's the other thing? The other thing, Father? You said there were two things you wanted to tell me. Oh, yes, of course. I want to ask for your permission for something... Is it okay with you if I ask Monica Banks to marry me? You love this young woman? I do, my lord. She is the love of my life, and I wish for her to be my wife. Mm. My son, I wish you nothing but happiness and glory in a wonderful marriage. If she accepts your proposal, then we will have our first royal wedding right here at the Grand Castle. We should have it after the war, don't you think, Father? We could, but it could be a long war. You sure you want to wait that long? No, not really. Here, look at the ring I bought her. Mother, she helped me pick it. Wow, it is 
quite beautiful. I'm sure she'll love it. Let me take a closer look at it. Such a big diamond. Huh. You and your mother picked a gorgeous ring. It's hard, it's hard to look away from it. I'm very excited, Father. I'm sure. You should be. A lot of things are turning out well for you. I will ask one favor of you, though. Go easy on your brother Isaac. You are now his master. He will resent it and probably mouth off, and you know how he gets. But be loving and merciful. He will always need you for the rest of his life. Remember that. American invasion of Switzerland was over relatively quickly. The world watched in astonishment as a barrage of bombs tore the Swiss countryside to shreds. Gorgeous mountain backdrops became blackened with smell, bellowing from burning buildings. The scourge was unlike anything the Swiss had ever seen in its existence. Switzerland was obliterated by an onslaught of the American and Middle Eastern military in an allied effort to completely eradicate the banking cartels. The world banking system was in shambles and King Salas made repeated offers to European countries to surrender and spare their people certain doom. And still, many resisted. No matter the death toll crushing of nation after nation. Lord Anna Patricia Shelley made many brilliant moves throughout the war effort in Europe and used the Spartans and Night Spartans to topple the government of every country they entered. They were methodical, efficient and absolutely lethal. But then, Kinesilis got an unexpected message and invitation to meet with Pope Pius XIV in Rome at Vatican City. The lifelong Catholic and former altar boy fell to his knees upon hearing from the Pope. No one knew what to expect, not even the Silas himself. And everyone in the Silas's inner circle held their collective breath because of his reverence for the Pope. This presented a true and present danger, and all the lords of the High Council advised King Silas not to meet with the Pope. He sat at his favorite spot on the Grand Terrace and contemplated his next move. And the Pope waited in anticipation to test his Catholic subject in a manner no one could have imagined. (laughs) 
You've been listening to The Rise of King of Silas, Episode 16, Sins of the Father, starring J.V. Torres as King of Silas, J.J. Crown as King George, Dominic Notaro as Jacob, Liam Montgomery as Isaac, Don Rosinski as Newsreader, and narrated by Sergei Brezhnikov. This episode features the songs I Look for Peace by Kathy Lowe, and Rainwater Jones by Soulwave LA. Other music contributions by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, Tagirigis, Ono, Sergey Cheremisinov, Freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com. And now, a word from our podcast friends. Hello there, stranger. I have a question for you, if I may be so bold. Do you love fantasy? With its heroes of goodness and knights of daring do? Hearty dwarves and mystical elves? Incredible dragons who rule the skies and breathe fire? Maidens so fair, they make the gods themselves weep at their beauty? You do? Well, never mind then. Off you go. But if you like darkness... Disparity, blood and gore, necromancy and demons. Then I have a tale for you, my friend. For in the world of Aetheran, there is but a glimmer of light amongst the coming shadow. The eternal darkness is spreading its influence from the world beyond, seeking to wash over the land like a dark tide. is doomed. But there is still hope. A candle burns within the gloom for those that seek to walk within the light. The knights of the Argent Order, warriors and wielders of magic, trained solely in the arts of demonic eradication. These brave few will battle to the last in hopes of securing a future for all mankind. Be steadfast, be stoic, remain vigilant, for here death awaits all in the world of Aetheran. Available on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, and Spotify. Search Dark Saga Aetheran to subscribe now. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2018. And stay tuned for Episode 17. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. There! That's how long 20 seconds are. The Center for Disease Control recommends you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds as often as possible. We don't think about it a lot, but more germs are transmitted by the hands than by any other source. So keep them clean. Soap and water for 20 seconds, and you'll help prevent the spread of COVID-19. And maybe some other nasty stuff as well. This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.